0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to Rabbit's Rumblings, podcast 338. This time, I have a surprising amount to say about Remnant from the Ashes' recent survival mode expansion, as well as quite a bit to say about XCOM's Chimera Squad, which somebody got me for Bunny Day. And that's pretty much it for this time. There will, of course, be a sad life update uh, at the end of the podcast, but it won't be. Uh, too much, pretty much, uh, my area got extended through the end of the month. And so, really, that's all that there is to say about that. Um, you know, sad times will continue as they have been. But hopefully, you'll enjoy the show. Remnant from the Ashes has put out their first paid expansion. It is $10. bucks. is out for PC now, and it will come out for consoles in a little bit. It adds a super new survival mode, which basically the gist of it is you log in with your favorite character, or I suppose you could start a new character if you really wanted. I've just been playing with my current uh, main character. And then you touch the shard in Ward 13 and select Survival Mode, much like you do for Adventure Mode. This is basically a timed mode sort of challenge. You have six minutes before the bad guys level up. I'm not sure if this decreases uh, as they increase in level because I've only made it to level 7 so far. Killing bad guys levels you up and all of your gear. So it's basically a balanced race between your level and the bad guy level. There's no pausing the timer or saving or logging out. Once a run is started, you can, of course, choose to abandon a run, but pretty much you start it and then play it until you complete it. You start the mode with just a repeater pistol, and you'll be in the labyrinth uh, sort of main junction area. On the first play run, you'll have a thousand monies to spend. On subsequent money, I believe that increases with the number of bosses you have defeated. I've only ever defeated one boss uh, because, oh, I forgot to mention, uh, that is pretty much because I have only been able to play probably three or four hours tops um, because of this stay-at-home. Uh, as I mentioned in previous podcasts, I can't actually play much more than uh, an hour two a week, so getting playtime in is uh, quite challenging. But in this area there are a bunch of obelisks, and they sell usually three, sometimes as many as four armor pieces, about half a dozen or so weapons, one of which might actually be a boss item. I've seen that show up a few times, but it's out of uh, price range for the first run. So some of these might actually be fixed uh, for that specific run. I think it's randomized um, probably every time you start a run. I don't know on uh, subsequent runs because usually I'll, I'll only get a chance to do uh, one or two or maybe three runs uh, before I have to stop for the evening. There's also an obelisk that sells jewelry slot items as well as consumables and there's a few other things sold as well. Since the timer is paused while you're in the labyrinth junction, I highly recommend you carefully consider your options as well as adjusting Any kind of consumable position, slotting, or uh, equipment you may have gotten while you're there in the Labyrinth. Also, it might be a good time to get up and get a drink or pee or whatever uh, if you've been playing for a while. When you're ready, touch the shard again, and you'll have the option to go to an unknown destination. As far as I know, the pattern is always the same in that you'll be uh, in an outside area, and then you'll be in sort of a mini-boss, usually under... Ground slash inside area, and then you get to a full world boss. And then, uh, if you survive the world boss, you'll go back to the labyrinth. I might be wrong on the progression, it does uh, show the description in the uh, survival mode uh, descriptor before you actually start the run. Once you're in the area, uh, which is randomized, like I said, it's a race uh, between your leveling speed and the bad guy's leveling speed, and you surviving as you try to kill them. Along the way, look for chests to get more gear, as well as any special drops the mini-bosses might have for you. The fancy thing you get for doing this, besides it being a super fun random mode, are special account-based currency shards. I just looked very briefly at the vendor uh, in my last playthrough, and it looked like there was one uh, sort of cosmetic look for each type of armor, And I think there was one or two uh, armor sets I didn't recognize. So that's what you're using the shards for. When you beat bosses, you get guaranteed number of shards. When you beat mini bosses, I think there's a chance to get some of these shards. So these are count bound, so like I said, it doesn't matter if you play on an an existing character or you make a new one, but these will add up and then you will uh, unlock cool cosmetic things. Again, I haven't gotten a chance to play a whole lot uh, probably only about 3 hours maybe but it does look like there's a lot of cool new stuff. Uh, I know there's a few different uh, pieces of gear I haven't gotten in my main campaign because these are brand new. I kind of want to keep running through the new survival mode to see all the things. That I might stop at some point if I keep uh, getting wrecked uh, when I get to the bosses. It's a fun new mode. Cosmetics are pretty cool uh, and there's new gear and I'd say if you like Remnant from the Ashes, it is well worth the $10 price. I'll start by saying that at $10, XCOM Khmer Squad is a steal. It would also be pretty good at the full $20 price tag. I don't know how long the uh, lowered $10 price will be, so maybe uh, by the time you hear this it's already done. As far as I know, XCOM Khmer Squad is only out for PC. They did eventually release uh, other things for console. I think they just released XCOM 2 for Switch so I expect uh, eventually it will come out for console as well. This does, however, feel like a completely different kind of game, as if someone described what XCOM was and told a developer to set it in a city, and this is what they made. Out of combat, you have a small headquarters in City 31. You are basically special forces helping police and other local agencies. The core XCOM ideas are still there. You have tech and equipment. Research, equipment management, training soldiers, a main storyline, etc., etc. What is probably most different is that your soldiers are all pre-made people. You don't recruit random soldiers. These are all uh, fixed people with fixed stories with their own specific classes. And part of that is you have an extremely limited uh, number of options when they level up because each one is tuned for that specific character's Story and that specific character's style. Also, not all of your soldiers are human. I think probably half of them are actually uh, aliens from uh, previous enemy factions. To me, this is kind of a mixed bag. I both care more and less at the same time about the characters compared to other XCOM games. Since in previous games they leveled up and they could be killed at any time, you sort of made up a story for them as you went along. Chimera Squad have their own pre-made stories, so you kind of feel like you're coming into the middle of it, which again makes it feel both more and less attractive at the same time. The majority of the game dialogue is done in what I'd describe as a mobile game or old school console style. You get 2D static pictures of a character speaking with voice acting, but old school basic text uh, block next to their 2D picture. Everything is voice acted, but the voice acting isn't really memorable, and I really only feel connected to one or two of the characters based on their voice. There's one character, uh, for those who play, I'm sure you'll know, who kind of doesn't make sense that she actually has the voice she has. I'd picture her having a completely different voice, but it is what it is. In terms of the game engine, it actually flies on my old system compared to previous games. I am on minimal settings, so things don't look the best. But load times are really fast compared to the previous games, and all animations look and feel very smooth. You have basically two phases of combat that you cycle through. One is setting up before entering combat called a breach phase, where you get your choices of where your four squad members will enter, uh, aka breach, into sort of the combat area. Combat then begins when everybody's in the room and they all start shooting each other. Combat is also pretty different feeling from previous games, and I'm not sure if it feels better or worse to me. Everyone now has an initiative order, and they are scattered along a track. Well, you can bump one of your members up in the position in the order in which they'll go. There isn't the scanning of an area and then deciding what Uh, order to move your soldiers in when, as there were in the previous game. Pretty much it's a my turn, your turn, uh, between single characters, between your squad and the enemy squad. So the puzzle of who to shoot based on who's next in the order is a very different one. I'd say if it were a jigsaw puzzle, it feels more like there are much fewer pieces, but you know what all the pieces are going to form and what the overall picture is, compared to a much larger number of pieces and not knowing what the complete picture is. There are a lot of YouTube videos explaining this all much better than I can, especially with uh, probably less than two or three hours played, but those are just sort of my quick thoughts on what I've seen so far. Another word of caution, and one that highly affects me right now, is that you cannot play in offline mode It always tries to connect to the server. Now, someone did show me a way to get around this and sort of activate a debugging mode. And it seems to work uh, as the game normally would. But that has given me uh, several visual glitches. It puts up a screen that says Red Screen Error and then lists a bunch of file names. And that happens every 10 minutes or so. So this isn't uh, actually the greatest of options. I would say, though, if you are an XCOM fan, it is very definitely worth the price. But again, be aware that it feels like a very different kind of game. It still, to me, feels kind of more like they wanted to make a mobile game, but then put it on PC. So I don't know uh, quite what is up with that. The 2D animation uh, just looks really different from previous games, and it kind of doesn't make sense, since previous games did have a lot more a 3D animation of the characters, but I guess, like it said, uh, you know, this whole sort of part of the mobile game slash old school console feel, and maybe that's just uh, what they were going for.
1: Ahoy there, and welcome to the treasure chest. We gather to thank those who surrendered booty to the rabbit. I'm sure we can all agree we love a little booty now and then. Ha ha ha. The following be all the rapscallions that donated their booty. We do be thanking Steve L for the most excellent Bunny Day XCOM Chimera
0: Squad gift. As well as Jody C, Sean R, and Sissy C.
1: We do be thanking everyone for the most generous donations. Three cheers for donations. Hip heep, heep, arr heep heep, arrh, heep heep, arrr.
0: So in closing, uh, I guess there's a few good things to talk about. First, I actually did get my uh, stimulus check money. So that gives me enough money to upgrade my laptop, which is uh, super old and (laughs) definitely needs to be replaced. I will barely have enough uh, for the base model of the Asus A15, uh, which will be a pretty good step up for me. It's like uh, 400% more powerful in graphics. That doesn't come out until June 11th, so I'm not quite jumping on that yet. I'll probably wait a couple weeks from the release of this podcast before I pre-order it. Uh, But that money is pretty much assured, as well as money for my car registration, uh, so that is all good. There is a newer uh, high-end model coming out of the ROG Strix, which would be just super incredibly awesome. Uh, the model I am looking at is the 17, which is a 17-inch. It's got a 2070 Super in it, uh, really redonkulous new Intel uh, Series 10 uh, chip, as well as something like 32 gig of RAM, which is like really stupid ridiculous, and then a 300 hertz monitor and uh, one terabyte uh, M2 drive. You know, all of that is like the best. Uh, Upgrades for me, but at you know just over two thousand, uh, it's way out of my price range. But uh, it's on my wish list. Uh, you know I always hope, and you know everybody else out there who has uh, more money to spend than me and is looking for uh, a really good laptop, I would highly recommend that. I guess I forgot to talk about the new changes to Legends of Runeterra. There's a bunch of new champions and an entirely new region, which I actually am playing probably the most. Uh, It is sort of a pirate faction. I like it quite a bit. Um, I don't know if I would want to talk about it a whole lot in the podcast though because most of it's like really tiny detail stuff. It's like if you want to build a deck like this, you know, I would recommend this, this, and this. And that's all, you know, very based on uh, personal style. So I would uh, highly recommend Uh, You check that out if you're into playing and haven't been in a while. It's all super cool. But I guess that's really it uh, for this podcast. Like I said, my sad life is still continuing to be uh, extremely sad. Uh, The stay-at-home order has been extended to the end of the month, so pretty much I'm still not able to play anything uh, except for Legends of Runeterra, which I have uh, now on mobile. Uh, So I can play that at least... But all my other games I'll play maybe uh, one or two hours a week uh, pretty much because I don't get a whole lot of chance to play. But hopefully uh, everybody out there is staying safe uh, as you can and hopefully, uh, you know, not anybody else uh, is suffering uh, like I am because this is uh, super terrible of the worst. I guess it's Mom's Day. Uh, I don't know if it's the Sunday uh, this podcast comes out or the Sunday after. Uh, I forget because it's not a thing I have to worry about. Uh, But happy Mom's Day uh, to all the moms. And I don't know what I'll talk about uh, next time because it's only in three weeks. And I'll still be in lockdown. So I don't think uh, anything will have changed. But maybe I'll think of something. And hopefully I'll see everybody next time. Okay, thanks. Bye. Since, t- since, t- since, yeah. T- and I don't want to uh, remember.
1: You have been listening to Rabbit's Ramblings. If you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by sending a donation, you can find the show website at www.rabbit.com/podcast/rabbitsramblings.html. When you type rabbits ramblings, don't use a space. If you would like to send me an email, you can do so at rabbit at rabbit.com. If you like my page, you can also post on Facebook at rabbit.com. You can follow me on YouTube at rabbit dot com. I have a page on Patreon at www.piter.com. E O N dot com slash rabbit R A B B number one T. You can set up a monthly recurring subscription there at a price point of your choice. Be sure to put the number one in place of I anytime you type rabbit.
0: Rabbit's Ramblings is copyright
1: Eric Stryker using a Creative Commons Attribution Non Derivatives License 2020.